zone. Jump ball. Touchdown, Smith and Jenga. Are you kidding me? Yeah, get ready for a whole lot of that. Thank you for listening. My name is Nick, and this is the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Thank you for being so patient with me as far as the show consistency goes. This summer did not go to plan. I've had some small medical things and some procedures that I'm in the middle of getting taken care of. Everything's fine. That's all getting taken care of. So uh, the show is is still growing. Um, I kind of can't believe it. I haven't put out as much content as I was would like but I keep gaining followers so I really do appreciate to everybody that has listened even if you don't like it or you tune in just laugh at me and make fun of me I don't care I really do appreciate it and uh, thank you welcome to all the new listeners all right wow 22 days until week one game one game of the week Ohio State versus Notre Dame there's a lot to get into Fall camp just got started maybe about a week ago. Coach Day had his fall camp update press conference yesterday on Thursday. We will go over that shortly. But now I want to take this time and talk about the expansion of the Big Ten. I obviously was not here to discuss it. Um, I have my notepad. So what I like to do when there's breaking news or something, I like to write down my initial thoughts. And then after you know time, I'll go back and look at it. And usually I change my mind. And that's kind of what happened here. So UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten in 2024. My first initial thoughts, straight from the pad right here. Geographically, this does not make sense. Immediate rivals between Ohio State and USC. Then you have the Ryan Day-Chip Kelly factor. And add to that Justin Fry, the offensive line coach, spent four years at UCLA under Chip Kelly. So... Add that to the factor, too, Um, at least for a short-term little rivalry, maybe. Uh, And then the next thing is, how will this impact recruiting? Academically, both these schools make sense for the Big Ten. Uh, Athletically, both programs have solid athletic programs. USC, obviously the storied football program. UCLA, you could argue the most storied basketball program in history. And then Lincoln Riley, just from my own personal reasons, I don't like him, but I think it's great that he's now in the Big Ten. So there could be a little, some drama there, potentially. And then who's next? Who's the next team to be joining? And then I immediately went to, what's up with Notre Dame? And then, question mark, is this the beginning of super conferences? All right, so let me second get situated here. So... UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten. At first, I didn't like it. I I really disliked it. But I started to really kind of think about it. And like I said, geographically, doesn't make sense. On paper, it just looks weird and goofy, right? And then you start to ask, how how are they going to pull this off with the travel challenges? It's literally coast to coast. Then I'm thinking about it and kind of, you know, what's going on in the world and whatnot. And just started to think, well, if pedestrians can go to space, then the Big Ten can figure out how to make this work. And I I came to the conclusion that I I love it. I think it's awesome. And I'm super excited to see what's going to happen, where this is going to go. 
And this is to compete with the SEC. And I, I'm even thinking, like, why stop here? My dad brought up, what about some ACC schools? He brought up Miami. Academically, Miami fits in. And then I'm like, well, what about North Carolina and Duke? You get, I mean, you, you could argue that that would be the most dominating basketball and football conference from, I mean, th- there'd be nothing that would rival it. And if you're going to compete with the SEC, I mean, the SEC has their small little region. The Big Ten would literally be, I mean, Big Ten country would be the whole country. And so, like I said, man, I, I think this is awesome. And then when, when you turn on the Olympics, the Summer Olympics, it seems like UCLA and USC, they're always well represented. So I think this is just a great move, and I'm all about don't stop now. Um, you know, Washington, California, Oregon, come on over. I'm all for it. From a recruiting standpoint, Ohio State already gets the best players from that region anyways. C.J. Stroud, Chris Olave, Wyatt Davis, all Cali kids, tight end G. Scott from the Seattle area. Plus, you got to think now a West Coast kid playing at Ohio State. Now, the West Coast being in the Big Ten, there's now opportunities for family members to see that player play. I think this is going to be a recruiting boom in the next couple of years. Um, and, yeah, man, I, I'm kind of giddy, honestly. I love it. I'm super excited to see where this can go. Uh, and, yes, I do believe it's the beginning of super conferences. I do think Notre Dame, they will be forced to join a conference, probably the Big Ten. The SEC, you know, like I said, they have their small little region. Ohio State would would be the whole entire country. And, and like I said, coast to coast, then up north, Chicago, Wisconsin, Minnesota, that state up north. You know, I, I think this is a great move. And I'm in favor of having four super conferences of 20 to 25 teams instead of playoff expansion. So that's what I'm in favor for. I like what I'm seeing. I think this is a great move. I'm really excited to see where this goes and how this plays out. If you want to reach out to the show, if you disagree with me. What I've also learned a lot of uh, the disagreements is is the the generational gaps, you know. But uh, I love it. If you'd like to reach out to the show, let me know. You can email the show, fttunforever at gmail.com. All right. The Buckeyes have been at fall camp for about a week. It's a lot of question marks surrounding the defense. And really right now I would say, you know, a major concern. Depth at corner. It is a concern. Guys are banged up. Starter Cam Brown has been on a bit of a pitch count recently. And, you know, and I said it last year, but I'm going to say it again, but as bad as the defense was last year and really the past defense, our outside corners played well. Denzel Burke and Cam Brown played well last year. Outside corners are not the problem. The nickel and the safety positions were the problem. Now, if Cam Brown is unable to go week one against Notre Dame, that's going to be a potential problem. The defense, it's, it's going to look completely different than we've probably ever seen at Ohio State. 
Uh, new defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles, who I really, really like. He likes to employ a three-safety look. He likes to describe the blitzes, disguise the blitzes, excuse me. Uh, likes to have more of a simplified approach, play fast, play downhill, see ball, hit ball. And obviously the biggest concerns this offseason are the defense, and more specifically, safety and linebacker. And uh, let me look for my clip here. I got a clip of uh, Coach Day talking about the defense and Coach Jim Knowles. I think the relationship between everybody on the defensive staff is excellent. The energy is excellent. I think Jim's done a great job of that. Um, you know, constantly involved and talking with those guys. I think the dynamic has been good. The relationship's excellent. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, during our conversations, you know, the idea was for him to be the head coach of the defense. And so certainly a lot of back and forth. Uh, Jim's excellent to work with. Uh, just a professional and in all kinds of ways, uh, just, you know, really does a good job with the players, with his staff, but then even just in the conversation that we have, he's always um, really, really good to work with. So um, he's running the defense. Certainly, um, you know, we talk every day about it. We meet every day about it, but, um, you know, I think he's off to a great start. So um, I know, um, you know, these guys are working really hard to put their best foot forward week in and week out, um, you know, in terms of the, the preseason camp. And I think our guys feel that. I think when they show up to meetings, they feel preparation. They they see how um, you know how well the scheme's put together, uh, but still the emphasis on fundamentals. And so, I mean, that's that's all been good. You know, looking forward to see what the scrimmage brings on Saturday. Yeah, I got to be honest. I like what I'm hearing. I really like what I'm hearing. But it's not about you know uh, actions are louder than words. So I just hope in two and a half weeks, I like what I'm seeing. And to be honest, based off of Jim Knowles' pedigree and the talent he has at his disposal here at Ohio State, I'm not going to be overly patient on wanting to see results instantly. And those alarming issues last year better be taken care of fairly quick, like, I don't know, week one. Um, so I'm going to be very critical and wanting to see that change. Much like in 18, you remember the 2018 season, one of the worst defenses ever and then probably Ohio State, in the history of Ohio State. The following year, they went to go on and be the nation's best defense in 2019. Now, this defense does not need to do that. They don't need to be that. I just think they need to be a top 15, top 20 defense. That's, that's all this defense needs to do. Ohio State is preseason number two, which I don't really put a lot of stock into the preseason. All it really is to me is just it's what the, the national you know media – uh, it's like expectations as far as where they're going to be at the end of the year. Um, I, I Again, I don't put a whole lot of stock into it, but having said that, preseason number two, we all know what the expectations are. I'm not going to sit here and say it's championship or bust because don't forget, Bama hasn't gone, any, gone anywhere. They're still Bama, but in my honest opinion, it's playoff or bust. The expectations are win the East, win the Big Ten, go to the playoffs. That's it. And when you have this passing attack, and yes, the passing attack will be more lethal than last year. We saw it in the Rose Bowl. Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Igbuka, JSN, and if Julian Fleming can stay healthy, look out. Scary. CJ is probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. And I'm not kidding, man. You had two top 15 picks go in this past draft. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. And I do think this passing attack will be more lethal than last year. I just, I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm super excited, super excited. And like I said, the show, um, 
we're going to get back on schedule here, but thank you for listening. That's it for today. And I do want to say the two part episode that I teased a while back on the state of college football NIL and all that, having some guests and all that, that's still happening. I'm just wrapping all that up. So it might be out by the end of the month, by the end of August, but I highly doubt that. So just telling you, you'll get it when you get it. Thank you for listening. However you are listening. We will see you soon. Be safe, Buckeye Nation. Go Bucks. I hate Michigan. 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 I hate